We go together like peas and carrots. The Peas and Carrots Podcast, sharing life from our piece of the vegetable patch. Brian and Kayla Sanders. Welcome to the Peas and Carrots Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm Kayla. And uh, welcome. This is podcast number three. three. Can't believe we survived the first two, but here we are. Here we are. Uh, how are you feeling today? Good. You good? Full on Olympics. Full on, yeah. As this, as we're recording this, uh, we are. I don't say we're in the middle of it, but today was the day that Simone Biles announced that she would not be competing. Yes. So. Uh, and good for her. And if that's what she needs, then good on you, mate. That's what I'm going to say. Uh, our podcast is going to go through a certain flow. There'll be several segments and uh, the first segment for each of our podcasts is going to be uh what's up in the world of of peas and carrots and what's going on in the news do we have any reactions to that that kind of stuff so uh what's up in the worlds of peas and carrots well we are continuing to prepare for our house renovations Mm. so there's lots of organizing how you say prepare Prepare, yes. Because I didn't know that stuff leaving the house was prepared, was preparation. It's less I have to pack when it's time to do our renovation. So I'm going through closets, and I'm a very happy girl. I love to organize. I love everything to have a home. I'm not one of these that wants 60 baskets for everything to sit in, but I just, I like everything to have a home. It just centers my world. It's peaceful. So if this is your first podcast to listen to us, uh, we're having our home renovated. We're having all the floors done, the front and back deck. We're having kitchen work done. And now we're waiting on an estimate from somebody to like redo our driveway. So So when I say... Top to bottom, side to side, it's getting done. It's getting done. But to do all that, we have to pack a lot of stuff so that they have access to all of our floors and our kitchen. Okay, can can we... Praise God, I'm not going to have to cook. So so in our house, we have a library, okay? How is this going... Because there's thousands of books in this library. How are we going to move – because I know the plan is to take the books off the shelf, off this bookshelf, move the bookshelf into the garage. Yes. And then put the books back on the bookshelf until the floors are done and the new bookshelves can get in. Is that correct? It's going to be called Library South, moving it south. Yes. Can I ask a question? Because you have all those books arranged in a certain way. I'm going to take a picture. Do do they have to be put back on the same way when they're in the garage? Okay. Well, as I'm going to be the one probably moving them to the garage, okay. it won't be a problem. Okay. So. All right. Well, there you go. Yeah. There are people who will understand this, and there are people that who? are sitting there twitching. Yes, me. I have dear friends who they will get it, and then I have dear friends that just, they love me, but they don't get it. And that's okay. This is what makes us diverse, and this is what makes it work. So it's funny. I think God has a sense of humor. A lot of my close friends, they couldn't give a rip 
if things are organized or if, and I just love that it provides balance and they keep me from getting too serious about myself but in in our space in our home I have to have this it's a place that has to feel calm and peaceful mm. and Bless. I mean, when we got married, <laughs> B's idea. Okay, so B's idea of a closet when we got married is he paired outfits. Now, listen, if you do this, go with listen, God, and I love you. We don't have, but that's not how I do laundry. So all the pants well, hang together, all the shirts hang together. So we had to redo yes, some closets, yes. and I think you would even admit now. That you've grown quite accustomed to, I know that I can find all of my pants here, all of my shirts here. And so I have, but I just want to go on record that even before I was married to you, I never went to work naked. Well, okay, fair enough. (laughs) I didn't didn't think we'd go there, but I just. I just know that for me, this is what works. So, again, Mm -hmm. however you do your home, you do you. I mean, it needs to be a place that is comfortable, that's peaceful, and I have friends that comfortable looks like stuff everywhere, and that's okay. And advice to the husband that's listening, in my opinion, do whatever she wants. Amen. Just do whatever she wants. All right, uh, let's go to our next topic, Jesus and church. So, how did we come to know Jesus? Since we're both believers, we're both followers of Jesus. Um, my mom always took me to church. Dad was a believer, but he wasn't uh, very much of like an attender. Okay, he loved Jesus, but the people that follow him really got on his nerves. Uh, <laughs> I can identify with that. Uh, mom and Dad got me a Bible, I think, as a birthday gift when I was eighth grade, seventh grade. Somewhere up in there, and a local pastor came by the house. We had just moved to a new town, and that I was bragging the local pastor, saying, hey, look at this. Look what I got. And he says, uh, do you know what this is for? I'm like, well, no, not really. And he opens it up, and he walked me through the Romans road. And it was in that moment I realized I was a sinner in need of God's grace. So um, that's how I came to know Jesus. I actually did not. Um, grow up in my early years in a Christian home. We've shared with you that I was born in England. And about a year before we left England, we moved to a very small village, and I just started walking to a church. It just was the Sunday thing to do. I would walk to this church and do Sunday school and church. And um, my family didn't necessarily go with me, but when we did wow. move back to America, we started attending church because my my stepdad's mom made clear that we need to be in church. So oh. we <laughs> she made clear she made clear. Okay, gotcha. Um, so we did start going to church, and I was taken in by a family that is still very dear to my heart. The Ford family loved us so well and lived Jesus so clearly, mm. and he started sharing the gospel with us and I watched this is very emotional for me I watched this man sit and answer questions for my mom my mom is a very analytical very literal thinker Hmm. and so she took the Bible apart and put it back together and he sat and answered questions for her for hours and I heard those questions and I heard those answers 
and she became a believer at the end of this process. She accepted Christ, and we continued to go to the church, and I continued to go to youth events, and you know, you go to all the youth conferences, and about 12 years old, I just surrendered and mm. said that this was one area of my life that I had no control, mm. that I needed a Savior, I needed Christ, mm. and I've pulled back several times on <laughs> thinking that I have control, but it just, when I say that God can use other people to shape your faith, mm. the Ford family is still very dear to my heart. Wow. They loved us so well and were Jesus mm. to us in a very mm. difficult season of life. Uh, after I came to know Jesus, I guess about a year later, I felt a call to ministry. I had an experience. I'm not going to – maybe in a future podcast we'll talk about that experience. I had an experience. And in an experience, it was clear to me that God said – I'm going to use you to take my the gospel to the world. Well, you know, as a eighth grader, ninth grader in 1981, 82, that meant that you had to be a preacher. So I surrendered to be a preacher. Well, I'm no longer – I mean, I still speak, but I'm not a pastor today. Uh, people who shaped my faith, I mean, goodness, uh, mom – Dad, um, there's a lady crawling across the street from us called Miss Sarah Fenton. She really impacted my faith, uh, and then various pastors along the way. And I'd say music. Uh, Mom introduced me to uh, Southern gospel music. Well, she didn't introduce me to it; she handcuffed me to it. And so that was a big influence in, in my faith as well. Uh, so, folks might be wondering, okay, where do y'all go to church? What is your denomination affiliation? What do y'all believe? So let's give them a little peek into that world. Sure. Well, we go to Grace Covenant Presbyterian Church, and Brian jokes and tells people we're Presbyterian so we can drink. That's not true. Um, hmm, for one this, of us. Listen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> for the record, I'm, I don't drink alcohol. I hardly drink, so um, hmm. it's not like I'm a raging alcoholic. On the hour. Uh, stop. Okay. Um, we we actually visited Grace when we moved from New Orleans, and it's the only church that we visited after we came to Blacksburg, and we instantly fell in love with the people, with the teaching. Mm. We felt like it aligned most with what we believe. Mm. I will be honest, I struggled with infant baptism, so our associate pastor came and spent some time with us and answered a lot of questions for me, helped me to accept that as part of the teaching that I now align with. And Grace has just been – so I kind of want to go off the rails here for just a second. Um, oh. And let me say this. When I'm referring to the church, I'm not referring to my church. Gotcha. But um, – To the church at large, I'm the American church. I'm speaking to the church at large. Okay. And there are a couple of things that are on my heart, maybe from a season of COVID – I think that we as believers I don't want to I don't want to be offensive here. Nothing makes my my skin crawl more than to read if you can be at a ball game on Saturday, you can be at church on Sunday, or if you can be in the grocery store during COVID, you can be sitting in a pew. Let's not shout. Hmm. 
Mm. where Jesus whispers. Amen. And what I would encourage us to do as well as believers is be mindful of those on the fringes. I think that we as the church have a tendency to be – it can be very country club-esque if we're not careful. And I think we have to be careful to be You're mindful. Preaching. John MacArthur going to get upset with you. Well, <coughs> I'll just go home. But there you go. Um, <laughs> Touche. Ten points from Miss Kay. Go <laughs> Sorry. ahead. Sorry. I did go there. I think that something I am really passionate about is – those on the fringes are likely there because they're searching or they're suffering. Mm. And I always want to be mindful of the reality that just because you're not showing up for every potluck, you're not in the chair every week, there could be a really good reason for that. Mm. And so I want us to always, as believers, let's be more concerned about those on the fringes hmm. than we are the do-gooders. And is that even a real word? Yeah, that's good. Um, but I think – Better than a do-batter. Well, there's that. So. I think any time we add something to Christ, if we make it about Jesus plus anything, that does not align with the gospel. Right. So, yeah, I'll get off my soapbox now. Okay. But when, when I think about church, those are some things that are really – they're hot – Button, what's the word? Hot button items mm. for me. So I'd have to say, yeah, as she said, we go to Grace Covenant Presbyterian Church. Uh, it's PCA, which is the more conservative Presbyterian. I'd have to say that we are compassionate Calvinists. Uh, we are very much about grace, very much about compassion, uh, meeting people where they are, not expecting them to change like before they come to know Jesus. But sitting with them in the dirt, uh, whenever Job's life fell apart, Scripture says that his friends sat with him in the dirt. And I think that's something that we miss. In other words, like, well, get up and go. Well, some people ain't got the energy to get up and go. Just sit with them in the dirt for a while. That's right. And if I could give a shout-out to our church, it is filled with a lot of humble and yes. kind people. I have to, yes. I, I've been blessed myself to do life with people who they have experienced some very hard situations or they've truly suffered and they've done it well and they've not wasted it. Hmm. So I think be open to looking for a church where you can either be that for someone or find that if that's what you need. Hmm. Right now – for us, we're staying home watching services online because of the whole COVID thing and that kind of stuff, and and blah blah blah. So, and that's been, and uh, we go to certain events that are outside that can be distanced, that kind of thing. And uh, so, we do love our church, and we want to be there. It's just this season is just how would you describe? I mean, crazy. So that's the word I'm going to use. Crazy. How's, yes. How's that? How's that? Very much. Um, each week, uh, we come to a segment called Life with B&K. So, here we go. And now, Life with B&K. Uh, since we've been talking about church, I want to tell a story about when I think both parent, both sets of parents were in town. We lived in New Orleans, and we went to a Baptist church. 
and they offered communion that day. <laughs> and we're in the middle. Or I don't. I can't remember how we were seated, but I think you and I were in the middle of this pew, and to your right were your mom and stepdad, and to my left, I think, was my mom and my dad. So, as always, uh, the bread comes around first. Well, hang on. I have to give a little backstory. Brian was on this kick that we should sit up front, which never ends well. I always prefer to, I sort of want to melt into my surroundings. And he's the all in, all out there, life of the party. So, B wanted to sit up front. So, when I say we're on the third pew, and this is an old church. I mean, it's a beautiful church. It has concrete tile floors and wooden pews. So keep that in mind so, as he shares so the rest echoes, of this story. Yes. So uh, as I said, so mom and dad are to my left. Kayla's mom and stepdad are to her right. Well, I can't remember if the bread or wine or the bread or juice came first. I can't. I can't remember. I think we were it, to the juice. Let's just. We were to the it juice. It was time for the juice. And Dad took that little cup and he swigged it back. Just took a boom, like like he was taking a shot. To be honest, okay. And he gets choked. <laughs> <laughs> so you start hearing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just and constant it's echoing all and through it's the echoing. church. And then you hear mom, Jack, shut up. And he's like, I am dying. And you hear this. Well, now we're looking to the left, and Mom is elbowing him. She's like, Jack, would you shut up? Would you shut up? Ruth, <coughs> can't you see? I'm t- well, now people on stage are looking at us. Kayla's looking. We're all leaning left, looking at Dad and everything like that. And it doesn't help that B and I are laughing. Oh, we're laughing. <laughs> that kind of stuff. And so everybody – finally the service is over and we get outside. And I said – well, I'll never forget this. Said, well, Dad, what would you think? Dad says, well, it was good till they almost killed me. <laughs> And that's life with B and K. And thanks for tuning in. Hey, if you want to reach us, you can go uh, to our website or visit our Facebook page, and you'll hear that information right after this. For more about the Peas and Carrots podcast and to reach out to Brian and Kayla, visit peasandcarrotspodcast.com.